joy that brought her back to the hospital week after week. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. He's only eight years old, she had thought. If only you would spare him, Lord. He's hardly begun to live. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He looked up at her and smiled. That's wonderful, Alfie, she congratulated him. You said it all exactly right. Yeah, I finally got it, Alfie remarked. After saying it about a million times, I had to ask my mom about the he restores my soul part. I didn't really understand it, but I guess I do now. And what did your mother say? She said it means I might not get fixed up on the outside, but God will make sure I'm always all right on the inside. That's right, Alfie. Our true self, what's inside of us, is always safe with God. The little boy frowned. Mother May? Yes, Alfie? Do you think God will fix me up on the outside? I don't know, honey. I hope so. The boy paused a moment deep in thought. If he doesn't, he said quietly, Mom says I'll go to heaven, and she says heaven is a beautiful place. It is, Alfie, more beautiful than we can imagine. The boy shut his eyes as though content with the thought. After a moment, he said sleepily, When I get there, I want to play with the stars. May stroked his cheek tenderly. You will, Alfie, she said. If that's your heart's desire, you will play with the stars. May sighed as she remembered Alfie. She would visit him again the next afternoon, but she wondered how many more visits there would be after that, probably not many. Take him gently, Lord, she prayed. And as she lathered up the soap between her hands, she thought of her own small grandson and felt suddenly thankful for his life and health. She was glad her daughter and son-in-law lived nearby so she could spend lots of time with Sammy. Lately, Ellen had been dropping Sammy off on her way to a photography class at the community college. After the class, Ellen put in a few hours at her part-time job and didn't return until early evening. Sammy, at two years old, was a non-stop bundle of activity and chatter. He loved to sing, to color, to turn somersaults across his grandmother's queen-sized bed. He especially loved to ride the rocking horse his grandmother had bought for his visits to her home. He rode like a wild man, one hand clenching the handlebar, the other waving an imaginary lasso as he pretended to be the Lone Ranger, whom he'd seen in reruns on television. Back and forth, back and forth, the rockers digging creases into May's throw rug. Sammy's head bobbed on his slender neck, and his blonde curls tossed as he rocked. Hi-ho, Silver, he yelled. Hi-ho, Silver, and away! To add to May's joy, a second grandchild was on the way. In another two months or so, Sammy would have a little brother or sister to play with, and she would have another grandchild to love and coddle. Her only nagging sorrow was that her husband wasn't here to share the gifts of life's middle years. He had died of a heart attack some three years earlier, on the first day of spring in 1974. Now that was a day she would never forget, the day she became a widow at the age of 44.
when she stood beside the fresh grave, the grass at her feet tender and new, the mound of earth like a swollen wound, she thought she couldn't bear the loss. For months afterward, she held long conversations with George in her mind, unwilling to let him go. But that changed with time. She adjusted. The inward conversations dried up along with the tears. She became accustomed to living alone for the first time in her life. And as the months passed, she found to her surprise that she was recovering from her loss. We were created with an amazing ability to heal, her mother had sometimes told her, and she discovered it was true. She missed her husband still, but the intense pain had dwindled to a manageable ache. Besides, new life was springing up in the form of grandchildren, and in that she found a sense of purpose again. Thank you, Lord.